Um, so it's been a while. We've uh, we last recorded, we last released an episode. Well, technically last week, but we re- recorded that episode about four months ago, and the last official movie release episode was July twenty seventh. Oh so man, it has that's been depressing. a while. <laughs> yeah. We're uh we're talking about Christmas time shit right now, so it's uh, <laughs> it's been, horrible. It, we missed uh, I think three holidays. <laughs> Sorry guys. Sorry. <laughs> to our loyal listener. Yeah. Uh <laughs> All those tens of listeners out there, we are so sorry. Um, what uh, I was going to talk about was we kept thinking we were going to record, and I was like, oh, I watched all these movies at the beach. Oh, those would be good to talk about. And that was like in July. And then it, a couple weeks went by. Not in July. We had waited some other time. But uh, And then uh, what? Ha- uh, my wife got sick after the beach, and she was uh, getting worse and worse, and she went to the hospital. And actually had to have a serious surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to have a valve replacement on her heart. So I didn't feel like being funny after that for a while. Yep, yep. So we let a little bit of time cool down. And then I actually saw Quadir in person. After twice, that. actually. Twice. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Twice. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I saw you in D.C. Uh, before that. And then the surgery. And then you guys decided to come down. So, 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 well, what the, the, I guess the story goes, you found out about how, how bad things got for Laurel that's, oh, that's when, right. when we were actually at the, the camping spot. Right. So, so since the last episode, I've seen you three times in person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We were camping without cell phone service and I get uh-huh. a call at the end of it that says my wife's in the emergency room come home quick. And I was like, we're three hours away. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm get trying there. I'm as fast as I can. Which yeah, is the thing I would say it's got to be everybody's worst nightmare, right? Like, I, I it was nuts, look, man. Yeah, my heart I couldn't sank. believe it. My heart sank when believe we it. heard, right? Because I, you know what I mean? Like, we knew we're going to be like off the grid, quote unquote, right? Because there's terrible cell phone reception. We're out here in Paw Paul, West Virginia. Uh, and like, as soon as we get a signal, markets the frantic wife's in the hospital and i was like oh my god that is literally the worst worst possible yeah scenario. i didn't feel that i didn't think it was that bad i know she, she's been she's been sick for a couple of weeks i thought maybe they just went to check her out and then all that week i kept thinking oh she's gonna just like get better and she's gonna go home get better and go yeah, home yeah, and then she yeah. just never did and then they like broke the news to us that it was going to be the serious surgery and we're like what are you talking about yeah that's like that's holy insane. shit yeah so uh yeah so that has been happening. So now, and but and now we're six weeks out from that. Yeah, I, I think right. Uh, like that, four or five weeks uh, out from yeah, 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 camping. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, she's she's actually stopping some treatments, so she's like, uh, you know, getting better. Um, but I didn't feel like being funny for a while because I was a little depressed because of all the life shit that was sure going enough. on. Yeah, but uh, things are getting back to normal. You know, I'm working constantly, and you know, kids are kids are being kids, so I'm I'm feeling good about about recording and uh, getting life back together. Sounds good, man. I mean, obviously, yeah. I I enjoy any time that we get to uh, hang out, whether it's in person or on here. So, um, what got me by it almost felt like we hung out. We'll say five times because we had the three in person, then we listened to the. Uh, how did this get made episode? And then I immediately listened to our previous episode. So it kind of felt <laughs> like we're hanging out, getting to listen to each other. And it was a nice little fun trip down memory lane. 
to get me back excited uh, again to do this again. So uh, it's a pleasure to be here chatting with you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I was sort of getting high on my own supply, too. I listened to the whole How Did This Get Made episode just to see how it fl- flowed after yeah. I listened to the the I listened to the How Did This Get Made episode again on the <laughs> podcast, you know, just to see what they cut out or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was great. Yeah, it was great. Your boy made it. <laughs> That's right. Famous. I'm on there saying, hi. <laughs> I don't know what he expected me to do. Not exactly, man. Dude, just dude, take dude. over and do the thing. I was there. I wasn't, I was there to listen to the show. I don't know. I hear you, man. I hear you. It was a good time. Look, I am so tempted to um, reach out to Paul uh, via one of the hotlines, I guess, and just say, hey, oh, yeah. man. Hey, man. It would be cool if you listened to our story. Full no, stop. Man, please. Full stop. We'll yeah. see if he does it. Like, I want to send it to just him. See if he listens to it. That's all. That'd be funny. Yeah. It would be, be funny. Cool. I would love for him to hear our side of the story. That's all. It'd be a cool little well, full circle moment, but whatever. We'll see. See if we've captured our, our new listener, Paul <laughs> Yeah. One more listener. <laughs> no, I haven't even checked, like, the stats or anything, but it was minuscule before. So maybe we got the how does it get made bump. I don't know. What do you remember, seriously, because this is funny for context, how many listeners do we actually have when you checked last? It was like under 10. <laughs> well, more, than, more than five? Yeah, oh, man. I'm guilty. It, of it was, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't tell if what was <laughs> us or like, me just testing it over and over again. I don't know what, what that was counting for. That's depressing. Can you only go up from <laughs> here, right? It's a hobby. Yeah. We're not I don't. I didn't. I, I didn't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know how many people are listening. It's better that we don't. You know. you know what? I agree with you because we're doing this honestly. This is to, the way I feel. So us hanging out, uh, catching up, and then just you know being our normal, entertaining selves. We make each other laugh. Hopefully, we make some other people laugh. That's all. That's right. It's movie night. It's movie night. <laughs> Hit the theme. I I want to do that every time. Copyright. (laughs) Trademark. Trademark at the thing. Let's watch a movie with a friend who's a dad. Where you been? How you doing? Good times to be had. He's a man. He's a dad. He's a hell of a guy. We're hanging out. We watch a movie. And we try not to cry. It's too dead. The days are long. But we ain't even mad. Turn it on, sync it up, I'll bet this movie is rad. The chores are done, we bade the children goodnight. Watching indecent 80s movies, we can't even lie, we're too dance. This podcast is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> Alright, welcome to 2D Movie Night. We are two dads, talking movies. Talking old movies, talking new movies, maybe talking movies that are good or good to watch with our children. Who knows? We are trying to figure that out. I am Mark. I'm one of your co-hosts here, and my other co-host is Wadir. Hello. Hello. Good to see you again, buddy. Um, we had this has been a long time coming. Um, I think I picked this movie out in the middle of summer sometime. Or maybe it was closing in on Halloween. Closing on, it was like closing in on the spooky season. And I we thought, so. let's do a movie. And we picked, or I think I picked, yep. uh, Monster Squad. Yep, yep. Um, a classic that I don't think, 
I saw. I, it's one of those movies where I can't remember if I saw it as a kid or mm-hmm. if I. I know I revisit. I know I hadn't watched it for like a long time, and I watched it as an adult, and I was like, "This is awesome." But it seems oh. like a movie I should have seen. I think it seems like a movie everybody should have seen, but it was marketed Trust a little me. weird. So, <laughs> trust me, I know that feeling. Uh, but I can tell you, out of all the movies I watched when I was younger, this is definitely not one of them. So, I yeah, yeah I don't, I don't recall anything. I can wholeheartedly say I've never seen this movie before. Nice. Well, I'm glad I, you're like the second or third person I've introduced this movie to. So cool. I am uh, an evangelist for this movie, I guess. Okay. Now I forget what we do next. We at least do we just go straight into like and now the movie starts? I mean, hey, let's let's get into it, man. It's been a long time. I mean, we're gonna have to get back into the flow, so Okay. Let's just give we'll it, cut, we'll it the best out. that we've got, baby. Let it begin. All right. Okay. So the movie starts. It's got the classic uh, Columbia TriStar logo that I always love. The uh, Pegasus come through the triangle and that the horn music blaring. Yep, I don't know yep. why. That brings me back to my childhood. So <laughs> movies have that intro. Maybe they just made a lot of movies for like, you know, 10 to 13-year-olds or something. But <laughs> this thing is classic. Um, I wrote in my notes here, lo- love a backstory sc- scroll. I love that there's like, there's too much story to, to <laughs> put in words. We're going to have to have you read this thing. I enjoyed um, the scroll, man. I enjoyed the scroll. Yeah. That, take, that takes me back, too. Very cool. Uh, and then at the end, it's like, they, they tried to kill Dracula, but they blew it. Yeah. Weren't, weren't. Great little joke. It was fun. Yeah, like, man. It set the tone for the movie. I was, I was in right from the beginning. Yeah, it does, because it's like, the scroll is kind of like dark, and it's like red and black and like mm-hmm. really mean, and then it's like, they blew it. <laughs> Um, do do love the uh, setting? Is, is it start in Transylvania? I think, and they're, they're you're visiting uh, yes. Dracula's castle, something like that, something like that. It's Van Helsing. Yep. Um, I did notice that the special effects are by Stan Winston. Okay, that's uh, the uh, high priest of uh, special effects of all time. You don't know him? He's like monster effects in the eighties. Stan okay. Winston is like number one. Like he probably built the Gremlins. He built you know like. Any kind of monster-looking thing, like physical makeup effects, he's in charge of that. You learn something um, new every day. Yep, didn't know that he did this movie. Um, I think they cut to uh, the Dracula character. Or no, uh, is it Dracula or is it the uh, Wolfman? I know uh, he's a giant bat, and they trans- yeah. he, he transforms a little bit. And I was like, yep. man, right at, the, right at the bat, they're doing some good effects on this right, thing. Right out the bat, man. Right out the bat. Was it called practical effects? Right out the bat, man. Um, for some reason my next note is uh, bring in the virgin. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. So is this Van Helsing? Yeah, this is Van Helsing. I think. Uh, well, the only thing that makes sense, right? Because I'm, I guess, oh, fa- yeah. fast forward is they need a virgin to recite, recite the words or something like that. So that they yeah, can vanish all the it's, monsters. It's the exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's so got it's Van Helsing. Be. He brings in and he says, "Bring in the virgin," and then like, she comes out with a scroll. Yeah. He's got to read these words to like banish yep. him forever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say going into this beginning here, uh, already tough for the kids. Uh, if you're have, if I'm having my yeah. kids watch this movie, with it, <laughs> there is there's zombies and vampires and it looks creepy as hell. Yep. It, I would already have to be explaining some things. Uh, <laughs> I think my daughter is seven could, un, could get it. And we think she could, she's watched things that are pretty creepy. Yeah. So I think, but Eli, I would never, I would never show this to him. Even at this point, he's only yeah. four. He's not <laughs> handling this. 
it's funny. My kids are older, but um, same story. My son, he's 10. He could do it. Uh, daughter, she's 12, cannot. She's just a scary cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to judge it by the kid. Each kid gets... Yeah. Uh... So at the end of this, they she, the portal opens up, but is it is it implied that she does it kind of wrong because the portal is spinning and some stuff gets sucked into it? But, but not the it doesn't. Yeah, but not the monster. Oh no! Isn't it Van Helsing that gets sucked in? I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Right. Okay, so Van Helsing gets sucked in. They, they fucked it all up. Um, <laughs> they blew it. <laughs> yes, yeah, smash cut. Modern day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm already loving all these like '80s '80s clothes and bikes and stuff. It's total nostalgia fest. There are there are some uh, some lines dropped at this point that I had <laughs> that uh they they drop uh, some homos. Uh, yep. 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 I was like, ooh, yep. okay. Yep. Straight, straight up f bombs. They they hit them with the f bombs too. Yep. And I was like, ooh, man, this is really working out. Not working out for these guys. And then they, uh, I forgot the I forgot the character's name was Fat Kid. Fat Kid. Like, dude, I've seen this movie many times. I don't know why that shocked me. I'll sit here at my desk going, oh shit, that's right. <laughs> they called a kid Fat Kid to his face the whole movie, the whole fucking movie. And I, my note is. Not even 15 minutes in, and we've already got dubbed a fat kid. We've got he's yeah, he's called he's called at least two or three times to his face in the first like few minutes of meeting him. Then he's called the the homo, right? With the with the F, the F, the F slander. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. All yeah. within the span of like 30 seconds. You know, yeah, that's like all one line. I was like, holy fuck. This is the <laughs> like, this is turbo 80s here, man. <laughs> this is high high test 80s. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot, a lot of explaining to do right there. They also hit the R word on that on somebody too. Yeah, so it is a. It's not joking around. Um, and I think that's what this movie's going for. Yeah. So it's like it. It wanted to be a little bit like not your daddy's. Yeah, uh, I got you. I don't know. Uh, Universal monster movie like it's edgier. Edg- it's edgier. So it's written. I think I'll just go into this here. It's it's written by Shane Black. Does that name ring a bell to you? I'm lame. He wrote, I will say that. He wrote Lethal Weapon and oh, okay. uh, Predator, Predator 2. He, he was like this Hollywood screenwriter who was like real hot for like okay. the craziest concept movies, right? Okay. Um, and so he wrote this one. I don't know if he wrote it before Predator or Lethal Weapon, but he has that like vibe to it where he, he's got he's to put the crazy shit in there. So it's clearly got his like fingerprints. Like this is like an edgy kids movie. Just um, this conversation alone, yes. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to just make sure you knew. You're, I, I imagine like oh, it's just the eighties. Nobody's gonna walk out of a movie for this language, but <laughs> you might now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Okay, this is where we introduce the cool kid, though. Yep. Uh, he breaks up the fight. Yep. And that is character Rudy. name, Cordier. Rudy. That's Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, that's Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, Rudy yeah. is the coolest kid you've ever seen in your life. Ever. He shows up smoking a cigarette, wearing sunglasses, <laughs> saving the saving yeah. the day for this little fat kid. Yeah. Uh, it is against again, uh Kevin's brother from the Wonder Years. Right? <laughs> it's the second time is that it, kid showed up. Is it him? Oh, uh which one? Rudy or the other kid? The other oh, the oh, other Sean, the mean kid. Sean. Yeah, yeah, mean kid. Yeah. Mean yeah, kid is Kevin's brother. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you brought this up. In another movie we were watching, I can't remember which one. Was it Meatballs 2 or something? I think it was Meatballs Meatballs 2, and you brought this up. And I think that's where this all came from. You were like, oh, have you ever seen Monster Squad? Because that makes sense, because it was 
summer, so it was like camp time <laughs> or something like that. Yep. Um. Uh, is is Phoebe the little sister's name? Yes. Okay. Um, they're all mean to her. I noticed that, and yep. then uh, even Eugene is mean to her. He he takes his uh pain out on her. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sean, look, first of all, Rudy is, is like super cool, right? So we talk about Sean bullying the fat kid, right? He even like throws his Snickers bar on the ground and stomps on it. And Rudy, Rudy is immediately so well respected that like Sean gets the oh shit look on his face. And he's like, I didn't do anything type of thing, right? And he like immediately the, the, the hierarchy is set that Rudy's the coolest kid, just like you said. He fucking forces Sean to eat the Snickers and everything. Like, it's crazy. No, that's right. Yeah, he says, pick it up the ground. You left your Snickers. It's yours now. And he makes me eat in front of everybody else, like, instantly. It's great. Yeah, it is nuts how... how uh, it, he's not... Is he a new kid in town? Uh, I didn't quite get this. No, I don't think he's the new kid in town, but this is the part that I really appreciated the angle that they took with this cool kid, right? Because the Monster Squad, right? Comic book, monster, geeks that are really into Hollywood monster lore, you would assume they'd be the nerds, right? Um, but Rudy, Rudy's the cool kid. And like, after he saves Horace, the fat kid, he has a real name. Um, mm-hmm. After he saves him, they, they, they cook up this harebrained scheme to ask Rudy to join the monster squad. And like, he's into it. Like, it's not like they have to force him. They like immediately cut to the cool 80s, uh, treehouse, and he's you know taking his little monster squad quiz and getting initiated into the monster squad. I was like, to me, yeah. it was one of the more refreshing pieces about it. It was like it was no big thing for the cool yeah. kid to join the monster squad. Instantly, the monster squad is cool. I don't want to be in the monster squad at yeah. this point. He did. He did just join up and was like, yeah, whatever. This I'll, I'll hang out. I was like, yeah. oh, that's why I kind of thought he was the new kid because yeah. Yeah, maybe he was new in town. And needed some friends. He, he was new but, to the monster squad, so that's probably why it felt yeah, that that's way. Right. Um, I would like to point out, though, real quick, Jesse and Xander joined into the room when I was watching this movie right here. Oh, nice. Nice. So I, well, so I got to... the, the fort is badass, though. It is one of the classic 80s clubhouses, man. Like, it's got like shit all over the walls. It's got yeah. lights. It's got, like, room for five kids. Got the trap door. It is, it is like, maybe a number one fort. Yeah. So that is awesome. Yeah. Um, at, at some point along here, they cut to a little scene where uh, there's a plane flying by uh-huh. up in the sky, and the two pilots talking about how they're like on the world's cheapest uh, air oh. cargo trip. Yep. And uh, there's some movement in the back, and it's all red. And uh, he goes back to check on what's going on back there, and all of a sudden, <laughs> fucking Dracula pops out. <laughs> and what I love is like they they make it like the world's cheapest air cargo, but it is a literal World War II bomber. <laughs> so. So to just to make it so easy for this to happen, it has a bomb bay door like handle that the pilot can like pull and he drops the coffin out, but Dracula floats in midair and it's all cool. And he just has some quippy line where he's like, you know, see you later. <laughs> it turns into turns into a bat and fucks off out of there. <laughs> well, flies from probably forty thousand feet down to earth. <laughs> yep. Um, so I was like, that's pretty badass. I mean it, you know. The whole yeah. concept of this movie is like you gotta like you got to get all the monsters to one place. You know, yeah. <laughs> got to get yeah. them there. So having it just be so obvious as well, we bombed them there by accident. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, they literally all get dropped off in this town. They fall out of the sky. Oh yeah, you forgot to mention that uh, part of the re- part of the reason Eugene wants to be in the clubhouse 
It's because its window overlooks uh, his sister's That's uh, right. bedroom. That's right. So, so, the, so, speaking of my wife and my youngest being in the room, all yeah. of what you're saying is what the conversation went around. Jesse acknowledged the cool 80s clubhouse. She was like, I swear, every 80s movie's got one of these tree houses. And then Xander uh, sees the Wolfman, I guess. I guess they had the Wolfman in that uh, bomber, too. And he's like, that doesn't look like the Wolfman. It looks like a five below Bigfoot. And I was like, <laughs> I, ooh, burn. <laughs> sick burn but then yeah then we then we immediately cut to just like you said uh the peeping tom scene rudy's looking yeah. at uh the sister is that eugene's sister or patrick I patrick think it's patrick. patrick is patrick yeah. the main character in his name main character uh, quote i yeah. feel like patrick is like the second main character at the, it's not the two... guy with the stri- it's the guy with the stephen king rules sure right that's whose house they're at i think so they're at his house patrick lives Sean? next door I feel like Patrick, yes, Sean is the main character. Okay. Patrick, I think, lives next door, and they're looking inside the window. Oh, it could peep, be. I forgot. Peeping. So Rudy, yeah, Rudy, Rudy checks his sister, who's, uh, you know, changing in her bedroom in the pink lacy panties in the full open window. And we had yeah. to immediately explain that to Xander. Like, yeah, that's not okay, bud. <laughs> no, not supposed to do that. And he was like, I know. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, see, in the 80s, underwear was bigger. So... <laughs> <laughs> look here son <laughs> see how you can't see any cheeks <laughs> yeah. full, full coverage we call that <laughs> full coverage somehow it's sexy <laughs> yeah it, it, the back you know a little like backstory about his parents are going to the marriage counselor that night uh, and they're, you yeah, know, yeah. they're having a rough patch in their relationship his dad being uh, a cop in the town dealing with a lot of hardcore little town shit <laughs> so busy the police department such a classic classic trope it's like hollywood would have you believe that not one single cop in america or i guess a detective it's always got to be the detective has a successful marriage like it's all it's all it's always all oh, work so hard and i can never be yeah. home <laughs> i'm ruining my all that life. all my time to the job <laughs> and it's supposed to be this small town but they come back to the police department and it's like drunks and prostitutes <laughs> everywhere the classic like 80s shit going on and the <laughs> And then, but he gets, he was supposed to be the marriage counselor, but he gets called in to a, like an incident. Uh, He's got to yeah. go downtown again. Yep. And that's when and so I wrote, I wrote down, this is a kid's movie with the intensity of lethal weapon. That's what it felt like. Everything fucking matters. You know what I mean? Um, well, we got, we but got I like the pace of it, people though. to shreds. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. It moves. Yeah. Fantastic. Cause like things are happening. Like, you know, it's like. Uh, this is where I do we get the uh, we get the Wolfman before this. You said there's a Wolfman scene before this. I feel like uh, they showed the wolf. Yes, yes, because I want to say there's a guy in the um, in the precinct or in the in the jailhouse or whatever who's screaming yeah, so, that he's a werewolf. So that's what's like, coming next. Yeah. He's like, please lock me up, please lock me up. So I think they might have shown him first. I can't recall. Before I think he they do there. too. I think they showed think- him once. Xander and calls him five below Bigfoot. Yeah, they had to. He made that joke, right? Yeah. But anyway, like he's in the he, the he. That's a good actor too. I can't remember that guy's name, but man, yeah. he does an intense like. Uh, I liked it. Lock me up. I need to get. I'm the werewolf. Yeah. You know, like, I, I believe him. I believed him. Yeah. He seemed scared. Of but what he was then he, do. he he uh he hulks out a little bit and then he gets shot. Right. Uh and, yes. And he then gets... he's in. An, they put him in an ambulance to take him down to the morgue or whatever. 
and then he uh he fully wakes up again yep. and finishes transforming on a house yep yep he transforms um, he transforms and then mauls the fucking emt yeah rips the rips the shit out of the ambulance driver yes. yep oh so next next shot they all so all, everything's happening all at once we're getting all kinds of action yeah the, the the crime he gets called down to is somebody has stolen the mummy at the museum yeah and it's like but they're like investigating they're like looking at shit and, and the mummy clearly just walked away because <laughs> like, it's like next shot he's just walking down the street and you can't you can't think he's like stumbling he couldn't have got far i don't know just, it's just run around the corner <laughs> he's right there <laughs> yeah okay so that, that everything's happening at once and i guess i think they explained this later that, that it's all happening because of dracula's power or something it's like yeah. making everybody wake wake up yeah but they those things had to have been there like uh, pre that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, the like, mummy, I'm assuming, obviously, yeah. Like, mummy, yeah. The mummy's it's the only one that makes sense. Yeah. Mummy's in there the is museum. an Egyptian museum. It's a small yep. town. Yep. Creature from the Plaque Lagoon. He gets, he falls out into like some swamp or something. Uh, yep. they, they show where he comes from or he just come out of the swamp. I he feel like he out. dropped out of the sky. He was in like, he was in the uh, Call of Duty loadout box. Man. And fell in the swamp <laughs> and then sunk, in, sunk into the ocean or whatever that was. And like I probably should have paid more attention to the exact details. Like I'm sure somebody out there has, has watched this movie and was like, oh, yeah, dude, you, you're not getting the lore. You're not getting the backstory of this thing. Well, I mean, they got they got dropped in the perfect locations like fucking Power Rangers. Like it was, They're like yeah, monsters right. assemble and then Creature from the Black Lagoon just happens to be in the swamp. And I can't remember where Frank frank uh frank came from or how he got dropped i just remember he pops up at the freaking yeah tree house comes out of nowhere yeah. he comes out so of the tree what house did, what i did like also is they have a scene here where uh he can see the drive-in movie from his house uh, uh, yep yep on the roof yeah I, I just love somehow in 80s movies people are always on roofs <laughs> they're always like hanging out on a roof like do so like, you know, stars doing stuff this guy's up there all the time his dad comes out there eating a bag of burger king you know like <laughs> Just having a chat with his kid, but like, have you ever been on a roof? It's fucking frightening, fucking scary. <laughs> at any I've moment, you're like, life, and I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, at any <laughs> moment, you're like, you feel your feet slipping on those little granules of roof tile, and you're like, oh fuck, here's where it happens. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. I had to change my attic fan out, and so I climbed my ass up on the roof. I felt like a champ. It took me forever to get back down because the hardest part for me was getting back on that fucking ladder. Get oh, back yeah, on dude. the line. I thought I was literally going to just eat yeah. it, like fall off and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> From the house to the ladder, it's just like your body doesn't work right. You're afraid you're going to kick the ladder away. It's insane. Yeah. That's this some kid, real dad shit. That is That's some real, real dad, dad shit, shit right there. This fucking kid and his dad. Fuck Hollywood. Just crawl out there like it's nothing. Watching yep. fucking drive-ins. So after that, at some point, so we do get the sort of meet. Oh, here we get the meetup. Cause like Dracula comes yeah. comes over and the mummy comes over all at once and the Wolfman comes over and the creature from Black yep. Lagoon comes out of nowhere yep. on the on the swamp, and then they find the box that does hold Frankenstein. I think you're right. Uh, I think okay. The box was on the was on the plane too. Also, it just yep. says Frankenstein <laughs> on the side. <laughs> it's like okay, this one's the Frankenstein in here. We got this one. I don't know. Why I think that's so funny. It wasn't even like. You know, confidential, do not open. You know, this is like, no, this one's Frankenstein. Fragile. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
crazy. I said, forget about that. Forget about that parent drama. We're on the we're on the Monster Squad shit. Yeah, it, Monster Squad's cool though. Do they are we at the part where they get to that like? Because they show all the monsters, and then obviously the kids start to formulate. Hey, these adults don't know what's going on. We, as the kids who know what's going on, as the Monster Squad, we got it. We got to solve this shit. We got to yeah. save the town. And they start getting the cool activate the kids vibe and yeah, cool eighties BMX uh, battle prep montages. You got you got Rudy making like freaking steaks in in uh, wood shop class. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so I think it's we missed at some point that I think it was his mom gave him a gift and it was like Van Helsing's diary. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think that was the scene where I couldn't figure out what he was, uh, how old he was because he's reading this diary that was like, yeah, I think it's written in German. He was like <laughs> trying to read it. And uh, so we it cuts to the scene where they get back. The night is kind of over. They gave the cops have given up on the mummy, yeah. and it, the note on the fridge says, Doctor uh, Alucard called. And it's uh he like he does a little translation mont- montage and it's uh it's Dracula spelled yeah yeah oh oh how awesome Doctor Alucard that's some real like real kid shit to figure out man that's Alucard. fucking hilarious what? Uh, what? mind blown yep um so he's interested in Van Helsing's diary that's very important um yeah. another cool scene here is the scene it's just like they put it in because it was fun uh. There's a dad and a little kid, and like the little kid is like, "There's a monster in my closet." Remember that was that Eugene, one? I think. I think it's Eugene's little brother or something. It, oh, I don't okay. even know if it's anybody oh, from right. the movie. Hold up, or we've seen before. No, I think it's Eugene because he's the same kid that like writes the letter to the to the army guys, dear army guys, right? Because oh, right, it must be somebody one... related to some of, one of them. Something. I Don't, thought it was Eugene. We're all over the well, place. I'm, look, I'm looking at him now. He kind of looks like it. But anyway, the dad goes over to the... He's, he's real tired. He's doing that thing where he's like, there's no monsters in the closet. And he opens <laughs> up, and there's a for real mummy in there. Like but a mummy in the his kid closet. has his eyes, has his eyes <laughs> closed, so he doesn't see it. But it's like the perfect scene to like show what this movie is. I think it's featured in all the trailers. It's like... It's funny. The perfect... Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good stuff. That it, it like drives home the point. Parents aren't yep. paying attention. I mean, you've got the you've got the one cop, the uh, the black cop. I guess she's like the deputy or whatever, who just does not believe. Like no matter how hard and how much evidence is right in front of his face, he laughs it off. And the same thing here is like all the adults just don't believe, and yet these kids are like, no, no, we we literally see these monsters. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody believes them. It's crazy. So then they sort of reconvene. This is where you're talking about. They reconvene back at the clubhouse. Yeah. And they're like, no, these adults do anything about this. We got to solve this problem. Put their hands in the middle. Monster Squad. Yeah. <laughs> it's great stuff, man. Love kids banding together and solving problems. And what I, I so then it, uh, it cuts to this house that they've uh, holed up at. I mean, how does he get this house? It's like a southern plantation. I didn't catch <laughs> how Dracula reserved this mansion. But it is amazing. It's like a haunted house meets a yeah. trapdoor paradise. I don't know. It's got uh, a dungeon in the basement. It's amazing. Must be Airbnb, I guess. Yeah. It's a pretty penny for that. Um, I think it's uh, at this point, we cut to two, th- two things are coming up next. One, the, his little sister meets Frankenstein. 
Yeah. In like a sort of a, a replay of the real Frankenstein movie. Sorry, Frankenstein's monster for yeah, the uh, yeah. <laughs> assholes out there. That's really <laughs> respect the monster squad. <laughs> yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Because he ma- I think they make that joke in the movie. They do, they do. It was a yeah. great little conversation. Yeah. So and it's like the scene where like that happens in the real Frankenstein movie where like you know, is he gonna kill the little girl or whatever? And he's nice to the little girl. Aww. The little girl, so cute. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um. So then they cut to the the uh the, they know the diary's written in German, and they have this other character we haven't talked about called Scary German Guy, <laughs> the old guy. There's always a fucking old guy, man. There's always yeah. an old guy romping around with the kids. Yeah. Well, he's this is at least they're sort of like afraid of him. This is like yeah, a yeah. a sandlot situation where they, it's the big scary house uh that they you know they can't go near because it's all crazy looking, but. And they go inside, and it's like the creepiest scene where he has a knife, but he's serving them pie with it. You know, it's like you're sitting in his burning. house. Yeah, they do invite. He does invite him in for some Pepsi and pie. Uh, what a nice old man! It's great. Yep. Um, so he starts reading the book, and he's like, "I guess this is like, uh, you know, a German diary. What are you kids doing? You're not supposed yeah. to read this." He's like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> and I think they have like a slow pan on him when he like reveals the plan of what they have to do they have to like read this passage like only a virgin can read it. i think he sets mm-hmm. the rules here yeah and it, is this the point where he he reveals his like uh that he has like a holocaust tattoo Ooh. Uh, like it, i think it i think it is where he's like he's like at the door and he's like you think those are the monsters? I saw some real monsters. And he like, shows his Auschwitz number on his arm. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's another one they like had to get in the movie. That's, uh-huh. a, that's, a, bold, that's a bold one. Yeah. They were like, we're just trying to show you how German this guy really is. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Um, and then uh, they're back at the they're back at the treehouse again. And uh, the little girl introduces her new friend to the monster squad and it's Frankenstein. And they all <laughs> freaking freak out about it. He's like, it's my boyfriend, my, my friend, Frank, he's the best. <laughs> I do. I love that. I love that part there. It's great. It's great. He's like, Frank is immediately endearing to the kids and he's like their best friend. It's awesome. Yeah. That guy, that guy playing Frankenstein is doing some, some work there. Uh, his name's Tom Noonan. He, he plays like a sort of a weird guy in a bunch of other movies. Uh, but he's a good actor. He's he's really good. Um, Love it. He's he's putting all he can into this in this role, and he's not like totally scary, which I like. He's doing some different stuff. He's just like he's his voice. His voice when he says stuff is like I'm learning. Yeah, he, like he's like Harry and the Hendersons a little bit. <laughs> Bogus. <laughs> yep. Oh, he gets a little peeping tom on too when he first gets introduced. He goes, "Well, it's on accident. I guess it's innocent enough, but." He looks in the little Polaroid camera, oh, like, yeah. which is the camera towards Patrick's sister's house, and definitely right, right in the window again. It snaps a Polaroid of her. Yeah, plot it's already point. set up. Yep. And then, and then there's this awesome, uh, like I think this awesome. I don't know why they cut. They had this like going out into the sunset picture of like the kids like walking yes. into the sunset with Fra- so memorable, so memorable. Yeah. So I thought about this, and I don't know if you're looking for t-shirt ideas here, Mark, but. It reminded me of that Hakuna Matata scene uh, on Lion King. And it's like, dude, 
that monster squad pick right there with Frank hanging out with all the kids and like this whole Armageddon silhouette type thing going on. That's an awesome image. Like this movie has. You talk about on Hakuna Matata where the, the, the yeah. Lion King and the two pigs like walking yeah. across the. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Exactly. Yeah, you know exactly what I mean. That was cool, man. I thought that was a very memorable visual. There's a couple things that are very memorable, and that's that was the first one that I was like, man, that was cool. Yep. Yep. I do like uh so they 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 cut back to the house and they Dracula has found the amulet that they mm. were using before in the house. In it's the all house. in the house. I really need to read up on this Wikipedia entry because there's gotta be some reason why all of this shit is in this small town. <laughs> like a fucking horcrux. Yeah. So I think now we cut to the montage. Now it's the Monster Squad have to stop everything. You're yeah, right. yeah. BMX bikes. BMX You're right. bikes. They, Steaks may be made in wood shop. Um, Eugene's helping. Frankenstein's helping. We're, yep. we're all doing shit. I love everybody's, it. Everybody's doing something. It's awesome. It's great. Activate the kids, man. Yeah. I love it when uh, everybody gets involved. I love a montage. 80s movies are the best for montages. Like, they really you know, are. Some um, of the best soundtracks. It's great. Yeah. Rudy is making silver bullets in shop class. I don't know where he found the it's bullet mold, class. but... <laughs> it's great. He's got a bow and arrow. Didn't he steal the bow and arrow? Where did he, didn't he go to like some? Yeah, I think I think they're doing it in PE and like he yeah. sneaks up behind him and steals a bunch. <laughs> fucking steals it. <laughs> Coolest kid in school, man. And he's in the monster squad. Kid kicks ass. So Dracula's getting his team together too. Uh he's he's tied up to Wolfman. He's trying to explain that they're gonna rule the world forever or something. And Wolfman is not into it. He does not want to do this. I think he's just like, kill me now. <laughs> yes the guy who's the wolf man every time he comes down he's like jesus please take me out of my misery <laughs> like kill me it's great acting yeah and so i think at some point he escapes and gets to a payphone and before he transforms again because i don't know is it still the full moon i don't know the werewolf rules <laughs> he's just constantly transforming um uh, yeah i guess it's like a week-long full moon i don't know yeah he, he calls uh the the cop dad and uh, uh he warns him that uh something's happening in, in his yep. town. Dracula's gonna come kill your kid. Oh, and so they at this point they do ask the sister if she's a virgin, right? And then they want her to help. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the plot point from earlier because yeah. they find out through Van Helsing's uh, little Bible or whatever that a virgin has to recite these lines, and so they ask. Uh, Patrick's sister, I think it's Patrick. They ask his sister if she's a virgin, and they use this is so interesting to me. They use that picture that Frank accidentally took to bribe her into admitting if she's a virgin or not. And she says she's a virgin. And so they're like, Great, yeah. let's let's bring her along so she can I think her name's Stacy. Her name's Stacy. Let's bring her along so we can so we can get her to recite these uh verses so we can save the world. Yeah, we got to get this shit done. Um, this is, so they're going to assault the house. Like, it's so crazy to me that they're like, they're, it, it's at this crazy, scary house. We got to go kick their fucking asses. So it's like six, <laughs> five or six kids are rolling on this house like a, like a hit squad. And uh, they roll up there. And it's like, I think this this scene is pretty cool. But they roll in and it's like real creepy and quiet. And they don't really, uh, Eugene doesn't really want to do it. Yeah. Um, love all of it. Um, at some point they fall through the floor. I, is it a, does Dracula blow something up? I, I wrote down 
Why does Dracula need dynamite? That's, that's exactly what I wrote, man. Lots of dynamite, just readily accessible. Like Dracula had sticks on deck, man. He, like, where do yep. they come from? He kept pulling them out and then fucking like lighting fuses with his mind powers. I was like, man, Dracula's crazy. He's got like yeah. telekinesis fireworks going. It's crazy. Maybe and that's yeah. what was happening. Where I was like, why does he need fire? Uh, all this dynamite shit. Like he's Dracula. This is like crazy. <laughs> the eighties, man. Explosions, dude. But after they fall through the floor or whatever, it does lead to the classic Wolfman confrontation, <laughs> which is what everybody remembers from this movie. We cannot gloss over this. Uh, I'm sure this one left an impression on you, Q, right? Oh, yeah. Were, were the kids still in the room when this happened? Yeah. Uh, no, okay. no. He had left. He had already gone to bed. Okay. But this, yeah, this is the scene where he's like, fucking Wolfman's going ape shit. And like kick him in the nards, kick him in the nards. That's uh, Sean telling horse to kick yeah. him in the nards. He's like, Wolf, what are you talking about? And then he's <laughs> booting him right in the nuts and then says, Wolfman's got <laughs> nards. Wolfman's got nards. I think as a kid, that's what you like. That's what this movie is sold to you as. Like, yeah, you know, they say nards in it. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Is this the, it's so funny. Is this the part where they call Wolfman's dork? I can't remember if this is now or. But, I wrote that down way long ago, but maybe yeah. I mean I couldn't have remembered that on my own. <laughs> well, it's funny because that that goes back to the whole meatballs two thing, and and that's what's making this movie like why we had to watch it. I think we had the same conversation when they were talking about um uh, uh, they were calling the one dude a dork, and obviously I used to think dork meant like a nerd, and they're like, no, nah, dork means penis. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. That was like the first time I learned, it. and you're like, I think I knew that because of this movie. <laughs> And so they saw the Wolfman dork, yeah. Cole co- cover Wolfman's dork. I was like, ah, equals a dick slash penis. <laughs> okay, so so plot wise, at this point, uh, Sean gets down in the basement and he sees the amulet, and he he yoinks that thing out of there real quick, and starts. Uh, I think they just like hightail it out of there, right? Like they're yeah. trying to meet up with uh, with Rudy and the girl and the Patrick, I think. And so, but I don't know why they have to go to a different place. Like, why couldn't they just all be there? Because Dracula was injured. They could have had him. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, were you talking about when he got shot? Yeah. That shit was hilarious to me. I I literally laughed out loud because he flew in as a bat, right? That's right. And this is when when, uh, Sean's dad shows up and he fucking busts a cap in Dracula's ass. And, like, he's wounded. So he flies into the window and he gets caught, like, Half man, half bat transition, and he's just. Oh wait, like, that's got to be coming up later. That's is it later? I think. Yeah, that's later. That's later. We'll, is we'll, it? We'll cut this part out. That's definitely later. Damn it! Um, I'll stop. <laughs> yep, yeah. that is an excellent. Remember that part because that's excellent. So anyway, they meet up with. Uh, they come out of there and they meet up with all the rest of the guys and a uh, crazy old German guy. Simultaneously, I think, I think the cop has. Heard, I don't. Uh, did Wolfman tell him? You gotta get to this old house because he's hightailing it in his police car. The other yeah, direction. I think so. Yeah, yeah, because he's trying to. He's trying. I guess save the human wolf guy, right? The man who turns yeah. into a wolf. He's trying to save the kids. I guess I don't know. He's like telling. He's telling uh the the well Sean's dad. He's like, you gotta save him. You gotta do this, that, and the other. Yeah. So he's heading the other direction. Yeah. So this movie's move at this point. This movie's moving like a thousand miles an hour. So it's tough to keep track of everything. But there are some fun scenes where they are in. Uh, German guy's truck heading to the town square. All the kids are in the car, and uh, uh, the mummy comes out in the middle of the road, and they swerve <laughs> out of the way. Yep. 
And I guess as he grabs on the back of the car. Yeah. And it's, 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 I don't know how this exactly happens, but at some point, uh, uh, Rudy, Rudy shoots shoots an arrow into a tree that it stabs the little piece of fabric. Yep. And it starts unraveling the mummy, which yep. is an awesome yep. scene. It's great. I'm like, I just wrote down, they unravel the mummy. Awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Sean catches his first, or excuse me, Rudy gets his first body. That's his first kill. It looking like a badass the whole time, of course. Yeah, he's, he's straight badass, man. I'm in the monster squad, ain't I? Yeah, that's right. Um, and then it like simultaneous this whole scene, the cops are going one direction and they see Dracula's hearse with the skull emblem on the front. That's of right. That's right. Going the other direction. And he like phase shifts through them. Yep. And they do this like, oh, yeah. That's when I yeah. think that's when the black cop starts re- believing. He's like, oh shit, <laughs> these monsters are real. Yeah, something's really something's really going on. I, I guess. Yeah. Um so I think at this point there Dracula heads to Sean's house. I don't know. I think he thinks that's where he's going. Because he blows up he the blows amulet. up the tree house. Yeah, yes. He gets he to his house. That's right. That's right. I think he and thinks I guess they're he, in the tree house. He blows it up like, ah, right. I gotcha, but they weren't even they're, in there. They're in the they're in the fucking tree house. I'm gonna I'm gonna dynamite the fuck out of this tree house. Dynamite. <laughs> Yeah, because everybody knows that thing. Dracula loves dynamite. That's his thing. <laughs> it's a uh, garlic. It's uh, steaks to the heart. And Dracula loves dynamite. Everybody knows that. So this is where. He, so then the cop should. The his cop dad shows up, and uh, I think this is where uh, Riggs or Murtaugh or I forget what the Murtaugh, Danny Glover is. Oh I think Murtaugh <laughs> dies here. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. One, it's like he's it's like one day away from retirement. Gruesome death. It's like the first gruesome death. So this doesn't live by horror movie rules where the black guy dies first. He just dies the most gruesome. Like, as in, this really isn't like a you know a gruesome flick. It's PG thirteen, but he gets full on exploded by Dracula's dynamite. He's literally the only fatality by the dynamite. Like, yeah, it, he got a scene where he's like, no. Uh, he, got stu- he literally got stuck in the car he was yeah. like oh, no and he couldn't get out and he got blown up he got blown up <laughs> yeah too bad he was gonna he's about to shoot him but he he flies away yes and yes. then uh and then it's like uh i don't know where they're heading they're heading to the square I don't know how at this point I don't know how everybody knows where to go, but they're heading to the square. Let's yeah. just, you know, let's be real. I'm um, waiting for I, Doc Brown to show up. Yeah, it does look like the square from downtown. I wonder if they filmed it in the same like it's back gotta lot. be the same area. It's like the MGM back lot, it's all fake. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. I, I bet the clock tower is like right out of frame here. <laughs> so the next the next like stand they make is Rudy against the three wives of Three brides of Dracula. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got the he's got a cool ass standoff in the middle of the road. He's got a yep. fucking bow and arrow. It's a pretty yeah. badass scene. It's pretty badass. That's Rudy gets three more bodies, doesn't he? Doesn't he kill all three of those? I think he does. I think he stakes all of them because he he uses the uh, the bow and arrow, and he's like he's taking the stake that he made in woodshop class, and he's like. Chunking him out of him. Yeah. Chunking him out of him. He's hitting him right in the no, heart. I mean, like, he's just bow right Yeah, bow. They're like, <laughs> and I think he has a cool line I wrote down called, Hey, Skaggs, come and get it. You're already? He's like, I'm in the yeah. goddamn monster squad, ain't I? And I'm like, God 
Damn, this kid's cool. Fuck. <laughs> so goddamn cool. <laughs> um. So then, uh, at some point, uh, I think Cop Dad is fighting uh, Werewolf up in like the top level of a warehouse. Oh yeah, yeah, correct. And it's a pretty pretty good fight. I don't understand how uh, Dynamite comes into play again. I think I think Cop Dad has one, or somebody has one. So 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 this is the part that I thought was earlier. This is just like you alluded to. They shot Dracula when he was in bat form. He lands in the like upper floor of this house and he's all he's like whimpering on the floor half bat half man it looked comical to me i laughed and he's just kind of chirping on the ground and dad cop comes in he lights a stick of dynamite and he's gonna throw it on dracula to finish him off while he's like wounded and then i think wolfman comes in and attacks cop dad and after that tussle um he picks up that dynamite stick and, and puts it in uh wolfman's pants like in his uh belt loop. yeah there you go and right above throw- his nards right up, right next to his nards and throws him out the window and wolfman explodes into many many pieces yes he blows up the fuck um <laughs> that's another cool scene so like you know hands hands and arms and feet are laying everywhere and then they did that classic like uh you know you can't kill wolfman by any other means other than a silver bullet so he starts like twitching yep. it kind of silver bullet together. yep yeah pretty badass it's pretty it'll pretty do the badass. total like reforming him like if this movie was made now and for adults maybe yeah you'd see like guts and blood like reforming yep. into a werewolf and be awesome yep. so he uh he reforms oh my god i wrote down half transformed bat looks really cool so i think at this point they're fight werewolf gets back again they're fighting and then Rudy comes out of nowhere with his silver bullet revolver <laughs> and wow, fucking yep. shoots him. And then the best part, I mean, the best part of that whole thing is his line when he dies. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. He says, thank you. I was like, damn, man. Wolfman, Wolfman, he takes the cake as far as acting goes, man. That guy Wolfman's was good. hard as hell, man. Yeah, man. Awesome. <laughs> so then uh, it's like, it's like next up. It's like Monster Squad. Each yep. person's got to have one. Yep. Nothing to do. Yep. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon comes out of nowhere. <laughs> is uh is killing cops. Is I don't know. He's like throwing them out of the way with his yeah. fish, fish mitts. But by, by um, far, by far the lamest one of these monsters is probably. It's him. a cool. It's a cool suit, but he doesn't yeah. like do anything. He he's do out of water. So what's he supposed to do? Right? Yeah. It's like Aquaman. It's the same thing. It's like Aquaman. Yep. Like, Again, if this him. was if this was now, they would have had an underwater fight scene where he's like swimming around and being all bad. I'm pretty sure his lame ass comes out the damn sewer. I think he comes out the yeah, sewer and is right. like, he's like, I'm here, bitches, and he fucking gets shot like right out the right out the yep. gate. He he fights like one cop, and then Eugene, in his moment of triumph, fucking blasts him in the chest with a shotgun. Amazing. It's great. It's great. But at least it's sort of the 80s redemption of, of Eugene, right? Oh, uh, horse, 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 the fat kid. Oh, sorry. Sorry, God, I keep calling him Eugene. This whole fucking time. So this whole EJ, fucking time. EJ's the bully. I, I got this, man. EJ's the bully, the one that was co-dubbed him the fat kid. And they have this little scene where, like, EJ's whimpering and cowering inside of a store. And horse is, like, getting backed into a corner with that shotgun because fucking the creature from the Black Lagoon just came out of the sewer on his ass. And he's trying to get in the house. He's trying to get or get inside the store. And he's just like, no, no, I'm not going to open the door. And so horse has no choice but to shoot his ass. 
And then they were like, that was really cool. Ho- or that was really cool. Fat kid. Fat kid. Fat, and then fat kid gets his one liner in the name's Horace. And then cocks the fucking shotgun. Yeah, man. Redemption. It is legit, man. <laughs> it's that's awesome. the 80s style. That's in the 80s. That's all the redemption he's getting. It is kind of amazing, though. And I like to apologize to every listener who has been yelling, his name's Horace. Every time I've said Eugene for the last 15 minutes, but it just sounds like his name's Eugene. I'm telling you, Eugene is the little kid, the little kid that had the mummy in the closet, little okay. kid who wrote the letter to the, yeah. um, I don't know if he's You're like right. Patrick's little brother. He's just a little, I he's think gotta he is. be somebody's little brother. Yeah. He's gotta be somebody's. He's yeah. around too much. <laughs> he's got the cute dog following him around. Yeah, man. It's like the little rascals, but they're like doing cool shit. So now, like things are happening. I don't, the problem is I can't follow my notes in this part because like things are happening left and right. <laughs> um, so at this point, I think a uh, crazy old German guy realizes that this little girl's probably a virgin. Like, let's just say yeah. fat that this yeah. uh, five-year-old is a virgin. Yeah, yeah. Because we find out that Stacy lied. She's sitting yeah. there. Say, she's sitting there saying all the words, and nothing's happening. And they're like, "Are you sure you're a virgin?" And she's like, "Well, uh, Steve doesn't count or some shit." And they're like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, if you had sex, it counts. But that was Steve. It, it was count. just Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, Steve. Steve must also, have had she's. A... Oh, I was gonna say Steve must have had a pinky. That's right. We're we're linking them all together. <laughs> so yeah, yeah he so, tried to so show her. He showed her the pinky one too many times. She's not a virgin anymore uh, legally when it comes to Dracula books. Yeah. So so once once Stacy lets him down, they're like, surely this five year old is a fucking virgin. Yep. And so, so he's so trying to he's trying to get her to read the German like phonetically. Yeah. He's like yeah. reciting it to her. It's great. It's great. But yeah, that was another great scene though. Seriously, like as far as acting goes, this is another scene where I was like, wow, that that was that was actually a really good set piece. As in Phoebe did a really good job of making me believe there was some real fear there, right? Like she looked legitimately yeah. scared while Dracula was was like lunging towards her, literally doing his best Steven Seagal impression and Kia hot keto chopping every cop that came towards him. It was great. And he was just like slowly walking toward like, you know, nightmare or excuse me, Friday the 13th style while she's trying to recite these uh recite these lines from the Van Helsing Bible or whatever it was. Diary. I, th- I think I think I've seen in the like behind the scenes stuff that I'm pretty sure they didn't. They never showed her Dracula before that scene. Like he stayed away, and then when he came, wow, came walking up, it was like this is the real fear. But maybe that's some eighty shit. They might have just like you know held a puppy in front of her and then threw it in the sewer. I don't know. I, I will tell <laughs> you that if they did that, that's genius because I could feel it. But I also feel like she's probably traumatized. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so she's being held up in the air by Dracula. And it seems like all is lost. But then fucking Frank comes out of nowhere, man. Frank comes out of nowhere. Oh, oh, before we get there, though. I probably forgot something. No, no, it's a pretty memorable line because even Jesse was like, what the fuck? So Dracula's holding Phoebe by her face because Phoebe's got the emulet, right? And he goes, mm-hmm. give me that emulet, you bitch, to a five-year-old. Jesse's yep. like, god damn, he's called a five-year-old ex- bitch. <laughs> That does explain this line I wrote down on my note. Uh, bitch is a little rough. <laughs> I couldn't figure out where that fit in, but you are correct. <laughs> so Phoebe, not only, first of all, I'm pretty sure uh, Patrick was like, 
Phoebe can't read. She was like, she's five years old. She can't read. I'm like, damn, that doesn't track. Not only <laughs> does she not read, now she's a bitch. Like, they cut this yeah, little girl yeah. deep in five minutes. <laughs> um, so she must have activated something, because now the giant swirly por- portal in the sky is open back up again. And she uh, all, she, she, all she manner did. of shit is being sucked into this thing. <laughs> like, everything that's not nailed down is flying past. And yep. it is nuts. Um, yep. And at this, so I did watch... I did watch uh, the behind the scenes documentary on this. There's two actually, but I one's called uh and I recommend watching these if you care if you want more actual information than us idiots talking about it. Yeah, one's called Monster Squad Forever, it came out in like 2006, 2005 era. And then one's called Wolfman's Got Nards, uh which is like 2020 or something okay. like that. Um the Wolfman the Wolfman's Got Nards is more of like it got more cast interviews uh and it's kind of more about like the the environment, like the uh, fan culture, the cult status of this movie. Um, but the other one is, it's kind of an older, it's an older documentary. I mean, the guy that's like, even that documentary is 15 years old now. Or, okay. Or older. Um, but it does have some interviews with the guy who played Frankenstein. And he's, he said on this day on set, like he said, they would never have done this now. Like they were like throwing like wood chips into a fan, like, and like throwing like <laughs> shit at him. Like it was real. You know what I mean? Like when shit was oh, flying at him, it was like, those were real boards flying by. Scary. Yeah, everything's CGI these days. Yeah, that's why that's what does feel good about this movie. Is like everything's. I mean, there are some CG, there's some like, optical effects, but most of it's real. Like when these people are in danger, they're really in danger. <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking kid, kid catch a goddamn wood plank to the eye. Yeah, I mean this this scene goes. I remember like watching this. This scene goes on for quite a while of like shit flying in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. The cop dad's almost getting sucked in. The little girl's almost getting sucked in. There's only two. There's only two monsters left at this point. I'm pretty sure. It's just Frank and uh, Frank right. and Dracula. So, so as soon as the thing gets rolled up, uh, the the swirly thing gets it's put into the sky. That's when Dracula is like floating around. And this is the this is like the most out of nowhere part that I could some reason can never remember happens. But fucking uh, Van Helsing comes out of nowhere. It comes out of the portal. And like fucking bear hugs Dracula, and then like gets him to go back in. Did you remember this part? I, yeah, dude, because it was that fucking thumbs up that you sent on the goddamn Discord. Oh, was, that's so funny. I was, that's the second memorable scene for me. I was like, "What the fuck is up with this cheesy ass thumbs up?" But I loved it. It was great. It was so funny. It was so goofy. Yeah, it's so out of nowhere that I, I some, I've seen this movie four or five times, man. I'm like everyone. Every time, I, it's been just long enough for me to forget that he goes thumbs up, buddy. Does he like gets back into and oblivion? Gives him a thumbs up too. Like, yeah, we did it, bud. It's so he stupid. gives it. He gives it back. Yeah. He's like, yeah, bud. Yeah, Van Helsing. We totally did it. We did it, Van Helsing. <laughs> it's great. Which it's is great. such like a, a a cheesy like happy moment for a movie that's been so dark in some points. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, there's all kinds of shit happening here. So th- then we go to the big Frankenstein goodbye, where yep. uh, the girl is kind of getting sucked in, and Frank he, she's trying to hold on to Frankenstein as he like, yep. as he like flies away. Yeah, and then he yeah. does a cute little bye bye. Phoebe, don't go, Frank. Bye, Phoebe. <laughs> and this is like the for some reason this is the one thing I remember from this uh, Moss Squad Forever documentary is that actor. Like was taking all kinds of shit from the director on how he's playing the character, and he was like, 
you know, bending to his will and everything. And at the very end, he said, "When I when I when you fly away, you can't smile." And he was the actor was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna smile. This is funny. Like it's funnier yeah. that I'm happy about this." And I'm ha- and so like they only had but they only had one take apparently with this all this shit flying around. So he was like, "Well, fuck! I just did whatever the hell I wanted. Screw the director." That's great. <laughs> it's a great scene, man. It's a great scene. The, uh, and I think bond, it, I think it works. Yeah, the bond between Frank and Phoebe was great. As a matter of fact. Phoebe throws him uh, scraps, throws him her little stuffed animal. Like Frank's going, getting ready to get sucked in the portal and she throws it to him. And I'm like, damn, can I get a monster squad two or some shit? Like, is there more good like- memory, man? They, they definitely could be. And so at this point, they, they've answered the thing you said earlier, unless we cut that out. Cause who knows how we're going to edit this, but um, <laughs> that the little kid whose name is Eugene, uh-huh. I really know. <laughs> Uh, he had written the, the army, dear yeah. army guys, uh, please come, Eugene. Eugene. And so, like, they roll up with a tank or an APC or something, and like a whole brigade of dudes. Yeah. And uh, they're they're there to, to they're there to do nothing. Honestly, they already wasted their time. They're, there's nobody there for them to do. They're, they're gonna clean up the town because the kids have already done it. But I found it comical, right? And there's always this narrative in Hollywood of how itchy trigger finger and gung-ho and you know war warmongers and all that good stuff that the military is so all it takes in the context of this movie is we can guess maybe a seven-year-old writes them a letter saying army guys come quick there's monsters and the fucking whole goddamn army comes like no orders from the president (laughs) no not to mention every logical adult in this movie does not believe that there are monsters Yet the army gets a barely legible <laughs> letter from a seven-year-old, and they're like, yeah, "Oh written shit, in we, crayon. We gotta go blow some shit up." <laughs> it's crazy. They're so desperate to blow shit up, they'll, they'll go anywhere, anytime, <laughs> no matter who's calling them. Um, and then I got I got to point out, it does it does cut to the end with a custom Monster Squad theme song. Fuck yeah, uh, you got you gotta love that eighties movies good stuff, man. Like you like they were like you have to do it. You yeah. have to pay for this. Even this movie didn't even have that big a budget, and they still paid for the custom theme song. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Great stuff. So, uh, next part we go to here is uh, our kind of thoughts about the movie. Um, I still enjoy it. I'm going to say still enjoy it. I don't know who this movie's for, though. Like, I can't. Every time I watch it, I'm like, is this a kid's movie? It sort of is. But is this a, a teenage movie? It sort of yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is this a movie for older people who are nostalgic? Yes, definitely. It yeah. is now. Um, I you kind of it's like they couldn't decide what they were to do. You kind of need to know too much monster lore to, for it to be a kids movie. I mean, in the eighties, I guess. Now I think the kids might be into it because like it's more common knowledge for kids to know who Frankenstein is and Dracula and the Wolfman and and uh, the creature in the Black Lagoon. Although. Not legally any of those, by the way. Uh, no, it's not legally the creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. and it's not legally, like you know, copyright wise, the Frankenstein from the movies because okay. they couldn't get the right. So he doesn't have the bolts on his neck. Oh and it's my like, god! It's like a different character the way they did the makeup, and okay. that's important because it's not a, it's not from the vault of the studio that owns the I got you. rights to those. So it's kind of interesting. Um. The performances are, all, are, I think, good across the board. I mean, I don't know. Nobody stands out as like, oh, that kid can't act or, you know, that kid 
it looks too stupid. Or even the adults, the adults are treating it like a like a real movie. Yeah. Like they're they're like really acting their asses off. If you would cut the kid shit out of there, this is like a a drama about like <laughs> a, a two parents uh, losing their you know losing their marriage to <laughs> exactly yeah. a failed marriage. He's a cop. I definitely it's it, I know why it's a cult classic. I mean, it's like it moves fast. It's got no fat in it, no extra scenes. I can't cut yeah. anything out of this movie. It's like there's so much shit happening. Um, it's got all the feels you need, man. It's got the nostalgic moments. It's got the heartfelt moments. Um, you know, everybody kind of gets their their moment in the sun. Uh, it's it's a great you know great group of outcast movies pulling through and uh, at uh you know coming together. I will say though, it is it is an all white cast. Uh, <laughs> that is an eighties eighties trope. Uh, it could you and it could use a remake, like you said. Like they could remake this movie in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, this inst like tomorrow, this, this could get cast with a bunch of kids. This would be a great remake. Um, and and I'm just gonna honestly, I'm gonna have to echo everything you said there. This is a movie that I hadn't seen before, so for me, it was very refreshing to enjoy it as much as I did. Um, I I, I mean across the board, like I said, I can echo everything that you just said. I mean, it was. Uh, great acting, great pace, um, cool themes. Um, you know the the who the audience would be. I guess to answer your question, is I think it hit the mark right where it's rated. I think those twelve to fourteen range kids are gonna get it right. And um, you know I see what they were doing right. Hollywood and the old monster vault that you alluded to. Um, I mean it's a big thing and it's got its own. Uh, lineage it's got its own lore that everybody understands so like that's kind of where the premise is like you everybody knows who these are and so there's not a lot of context that they have to add and i think that helps with the pacing of the movie right yeah so it was cool i mean i i enjoyed it from from beginning to end i thought it was a really good movie it was probably one of the easier ones to watch that we've done so far uh because it was really enjoyable and there's not like a lot of parts where you're like Ah, this art's so stupid. I gotta make fun of this part because it's like it's so yeah. dumb. Yeah, it's just like I mean, there's parts that are cheesy a little bit, and the effects are some somewhat dated in some parts, but there's none of them are like glaringly bad. No, um, which I think is a testament to how well the movie's made. Um, I think bad. the problem was, from what I uh, got from the other documentaries, the problem was how it was marketed. Like mm. they couldn't figure out who they were marketing it to, and they kind of mm. marketed it to no one. Um, unfortunately. But it did. It found its audience in the in the DVD market or the VHS market. So, um, it definitely has some cult classic status. I plan on showing it to my kids next year, like the full movie, throwing it on as one of our uh, Halloween. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've, uh, you've 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 previewed it enough, and you it's yeah. got the seal of approval. Yeah, because to be honest with you, like you know, we we watch the movies and we kind of try to watch them with the dad eyes and give our take on would we show it to our kids and i think that i feel confident that my kids understand what's right and wrong in some of these situations like i feel like i've already had enough of these conversations that we could just watch it and we can enjoy it for what it is and you know if we need to we can address it but i don't think i don't think it's something i have to stop and have like a a life lesson Yeah, in the middle of the movie, yeah. like I've already had these conversations with them of how you talk to people, how you treat people. You're not supposed to fucking peep in people's windows, like you know what <laughs> I mean. That kind of shit yeah. we've already talked about. Yeah, I think we haven't had some of those yet. Uh, but as far as scare, just straight scariness goes, 
Uh, I think Emmy could deal with it. I mean, obviously not Eli. I'm not sure this to a, to a five year old, but uh, it would be five next year, I guess. Um, yeah. But Emmy's she's a, a, a sort of a an adult seven year old. She's a mm. advanced seven year old. That's how my son's always been. Yeah. So I feel like I could maybe w- with her if I was if it, you know there's like an active watching or like a yeah. watching it in the same room as them. You know, there's yeah. a difference when you're like. Oh, see that thing right there? That's that's not real. That's you can tell that's a puppet or whatever. Or you know, you're you're explaining things that are happening. Like, hey, remember that guy earlier? He saw the amulet. And now he's getting it again. Like you know, you get you're more talking about plot points rather than sure. like, hey, is that is that Batman scary to you? Is it when yeah. he half turned into a human? Is that freaking you out right now? <laughs> uh, instead of focusing on those things, you know, <laughs> focus on something else and to kind of like make sure to guide him through it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm. I'm probably doing the wrong thing. Who knows? But it se- that seems to have worked with other sc- things that I thought were going to be scary for that we sort of like, we were watching it as like a part of the movie, you know, like remember this just a movie and like, remember that this is that's your part, effect. That's part of the cool conversation. Yeah. My, my daughter's very sensory, like triggered. So she, she's so bad when it comes to scary stuff that the music gets to her. Like when, hmm. when, when, the, when the plot is building towards a moment, and mm. the score starts to change, she gets that anxiety. So, like, it's fear is real with her. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's nothing I can say. She understands it's on a movie screen. She understands yeah. it's not real, but that doesn't stop that anxiety. And then uh, the thoughts later, right? You know what I mean? When when the movie's over and you're trying to go to sleep and you're like, ah, I just I can't stop thinking about that scene. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's real for her. So. Luckily, we haven't had that happen yet. That's kind of what I'm trying not to, to have not happen. Yeah. It's like we go to bed and she's like, I can't sleep in here anymore. There's a, <laughs> there's a mummy in my closet now. Like it, maybe that's the scene where she sees that and it's like, oh, shit, that's all I can think of now when the closet door is closed or open. Either one. Now I'm scared of both. Dude, you know, that's what I'm worried about. You're going to have to. You'll. I think you'll see it coming. You'll see it coming. Well, yeah, something will happen with that. Yeah. You know, that's what as a kid. I remember being scared of stuff and I was like, it wasn't always the scary part that was scary. Like kind of like you said with your daughter, it was like, uh, yeah. it was more like the vibe of the movie mm-hmm. was scary. And it was like, like, uh, well, I saw gremlins in the eight, like when I was like seven or eight or something in the eighties uh-huh. and that movie scared the shit out of me yeah. for so long. I mean, That's everybody so has funny. that, has that like movie from the eighties that like, yeah. Oh, and then I was scared forever, you know, like, <laughs> So we're trying to avoid that. Yeah. I think we've, I think we've I, those well, things. Well, for, for me, it was Friday the 13th. I saw that well before I probably should have. At like a sleepover or some shit. And like, or excuse me, Nightmare on Elm Street. Not even Friday the 13th, because that shit's kind of comical. I, I didn't see Friday the 13th until I was like an adult. But Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't even think I finished it. I remember I was scared fucking shitless. Yeah. I still haven't, I don't think I've watched the whole movie to this day, to be honest with you. Really? So I would, I mean, not as a, I can't remember what one I saw first. I was more scared of, of Jason from Friday the 13th more than Freddy. I don't, cause I don't think I saw Freddy. I think I, I think I knew that Freddy was going to be scary. So I avoided those, <laughs> I but, hear you. So, but somehow I got I exposed to uh-huh. Jason and, you know, and that was the more thing of the scarier part about that is, is, is the quiet parts before he kills somebody. It's the cock, cock, cock. Dude, it's creepy. It's it's I, it, like it, I, once yeah. again, it doesn't scare me right now because I've I finally watched most of them as an adult. I've been trying to go down through the whole uh, series, and I want to say I made it through the third one, which 
to me was the best one so far. I don't want to say best one, but if you like Jason, that's probably the best one so far. Um, because he starts. I've definitely, to... I've definitely seen all of them. I could not remember how to tell yeah. them apart. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to probably start watching them from the beginning again because three is when it's like, okay, I get it. Jason, as a character, Jason is cool in that one. Yeah, like, yeah. As far as all the cool stuff, it becomes you... a different movie at that. Point. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching the first one. I was like, "Holy shit, he's not even really in this movie. This is crazy." But uh, yeah, that one was that one was creepy. The first one was creepy in tone and context. But as far as a slasher and a person creeping you out, that third one hits it, and it's gory and wild and just like it's subtle how they do things. Like it's not even the music like I'm talking about. To your point, you know, you got the little creepy effects but it'll just be the camera panning and all of a sudden he's fucking standing there you're like god damn it he's right there you people don't see him like it's, it's, uh, it's just wild yeah, that's, that's nuts <laughs> okay so next thing we do usually is uh we talk about one guy that like is your favorite guy in the movie it could be anybody it could be a main character it could be a background character it could be one one goddamn scene um but your guy in the movie and uh q what is who's your guy for this one so I was torn. I will tell you I was torn. There's two that I went back and forth with. Um, but ultimately in the end, I guess because the way it ended and the, the, the tugging at the feels, it's Frank. It's fucking Frank, man. Every every moment from the beginning to the end with his, his character is very touching, very heartwarming, and it kind of touched to the part of just being a kid. Um, his relationship he had with Phoebe, and uh, I loved him. I loved him from the beginning to the end. He was one hundred percent my favorite character. Yep, yep. If I had to go with the gut gut feeling, probably Frank. But um, I think my guy's gonna be. Uh, and we're gonna edit this out. I get the name wrong. It's I think it's Sean, uh, the main character, uh, Stephen okay, King T shirt guy. Sean. Yeah, that's Sean. Yeah, I just I like that he's the guy who's like. He's got the, he's like, he feels more like me in the movie. Okay. He's got the fort, you know, he's trying real hard to get all his friends together. He's, he's, uh, he's into monsters. He's trying to get them into monsters. He's, uh, he's going to make, he's found this Van Helsing book. He's going to get them to fucking help him. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he's yeah. the gatherer of, of the group. He's not even like, he's not the best character in the movie. Like he's not even that fun. He's just like the one he's who, the glue. who is, is the glue. And I he's feel like glue. That, he holds it all I, together. I, I dig it. I want I that to be it. me. Yeah, I can dig it. So that I can dig it. I I empathize with him. My dad's not a cop, and my parents are still married. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Although my dad did work for the FBI, so it's kind of close. Oh, it's close, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> That's so funny. I think the next thing we do is we uh, recommend a movie. Usually, it's usually these movies are bad, and we say uh, recommend a movie you should watch. <laughs> good, this. but. But this movie kicks ass, so you should definitely watch Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I recommend this movie wholeheartedly. It's a good one. Uh, what, what have we watched recently? What about that? How about Let's do that instead. I'm going to let you go first on the, on the movies to recommend while I gather my thoughts. So you go. Okay. So, so I guess a recommendation or something that I have watched recently. Um, every once in a while, I'll just be scrolling through, and it's like, I remember that movie. That was cool. Um, but in the same vein of all this family movie night and trying to figure out if we can watch movies with kids, I've been finding myself watching a lot of or revisiting a lot of PG-13 movies and just looking to see, is it something that I could watch with the kids? So what I watched recently, I rewatched, was Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Hmm. And okay. 
I remember not liking it when I first watched it. Like Jesse and I were obviously much younger. I can't remember which year it came out. It's got Michael Sarah. Um mm-hmm. and uh I remember not really liking it when I when I first watched it. And then I remember I would say a few years ago, I think it was when I was on a work trip in Vegas and I was just bored and I I rewatched it again one day while I was sitting in my room waiting to go to like a work event. And I was like, damn, this is actually really good. And I didn't finish it. And so, like, just like uh, I'd say the other day, I was like, I want to watch this again at this point. It's PG-13. Let me see if it's something I can check out with the kids. And um, it was great. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. Jesse was like, yeah, this movie's definitely cool. We had the conversation. Can we watch it with the kids? To the point that before we headed down to um, my in-law's house for Virginia Beach, I typically download movies on Netflix on the uh, on the uh, iPad for them to watch. And uh, on Xander's profile, I put that movie on there. And um, he was like, what is this? And I was just like, well, I looked at Jesse and I was like, let's see if he watches it. And uh, he checked it out. He said he liked it. He, he watched it from beginning to end. He was like, in, in the car, really cool in the car. He watched nice. it all the way down. He was like, I like it. He thought it was cool. It's really cool. Cool movie, cool music. Uh, cool effects. It's uh, got a cartoony comic book type feel. Got a lot of rock music. Some cool teenage type humor. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's, I I haven't revisited that one since I saw it. I remember it, it's one of the movies like I enjoyed it, but I wasn't as into it as everybody else was. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, it's something that happened. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that you, you the, kid, the kids might be into it because I think Emmy could maybe she's she understands the concept of boyfriends, so yeah, she can understand you know comic book style having to fight through all the ex-boyfriends and, and so yeah that and, and that's kind of the stage that they're at right now they watch a lot of anime on a good day right like mm-hmm. they watch one piece they watch somewhat demon slayer every once in a while uh naruto my, my son's into so it kind of had that same type of feel so i was like you know what they might dig it and he good. he did I, dylan didn't watch it she's the one to be honest with you i want to see her watch it i want to see how yeah. she responds to it I think they're coming out with a series based on that show. They right? are. I think it's already out. I don't know if the oh, whole yeah. series is out, but I'm pretty sure they started it on Netflix. It's a cartoon. Yeah. So. There's so much shit like constantly coming out that like mm-hmm. I can't keep up with any of it. Same. Um, so my, my recommendation is in the vein of a movie that you might not have seen that's now 24 uh, years old. Wow. Uh, it came out in 1999. Okay. It is uh, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> because this is the movie that uh when i was at the beach with uh, uh my friend's family i was like have you any of you guys seen galaxy quest and great. a couple of them said no and i was like oh god you gotta see you gotta see this, this is movie. great man having not seen it in 10 or so years and i was like i think it holds up it's it's 24 years old now but it's gotta hold up right and it does it it whips so much ass it's such a good movie i fucking love that movie dude yeah I don't think you have to be like a huge Star Trek fan to get all the jokes. I mean, you know, I think if you just understand that they explain the story going in, that they're like a, uh, they're a TV show, Star Trek, uh, kind of comparison and they get contacted by real aliens who have watched their shows and built their whole society based on (laughs) their uh, canceled TV show. Uh, but it, it went over like gangbusters and it was a great movie, uh, for the whole family. (laughs) Um, you, you don't have to kick your kids out of the room for it. It's nope. kids love it. It's safe. There's some like kind of like maybe risque jokes at some yeah. point, but like if you're not paying attention, you just fly right over your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so real, I highly recommend real, that. Real quick on that note, Sigourney Weaver, 
she, 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 I don't know if she'll ever uh, hear this episode, <laughs> but let me pay her my respects. She looks very, very gorgeous in that movie. Yeah, she is a uh, forever beautiful for sure. Um, one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, and then she plays like the the sex uh, symbol of that movie, yeah. so it really, really helps. And that movie's twenty four years old, uh, but she still looks good now. She's yeah, got to be seventy five years old now. Who knows? Crazy man, yeah, she looks great. She looks great. Uh, good pull, good pull. But uh, to that, it's almost like full circle. It's so crazy, Mark. Like even though we don't talk every day, um, this these conversations remind me how much we have in common when it comes to these kinds of movies. But full circle moment here. Alan Rickman, rest in peace, is in that movie. Uh, and I just got finished watching um, my, one of my favorite all-time Christmas classics, Die Hard, the other mm. day with, with Jesse. And uh, Alan Rickman's in that one, too. So it's kind of weird. It's like the whole six degrees of separation, man. You... That's right, man. <laughs> That's wild. And we watched Harry Potter the other day, too. We watch Harry... Every Christmas season, we typically start running through the Harry Potter series, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Emmy is constantly watching Harry Potter. So, I mean, it's like... She goes through phases where, I mean, Laurel and her too. Laurel can have that movie on at any time of the day. She doesn't care. It's just like, yeah. it could be on. Yeah. And Emmy has seen up to, I think up to the seventh movie now. Oh, wow. Like she, wow. Maybe the one, whatever one that is scary, whatever one that starts getting scary, we've watched once. We watched like with her once and then stopped. We had to stop. We had to stop around the prisoner of the ass cabin somewhere yeah. around there because uh, it starts to get dark. Once serious, yeah. So she's she's allowed to watch like one through five, like mm-hmm. free will. If you wants to put that on a Saturday, that's fine. But she can't watch six or seven or eight or whatever they go up to. Yep. Uh, yep. Without adult supervision, and she's never yep. seen the end. So yeah, uh, it just gets too creepy. It does. Yeah. It does. It gets older. It gets dark and older. And I think that's why Jesse the other day we didn't even watch the first one. Typically, we start from the beginning of the series. But Jesse was scrolling, and she was like, "I'm putting on Ass Cabin," and I was like, "All right, yeah, nice." <laughs> yeah, the first the first one uh, is it's a Christmas movie, right? It's got Christmas in it, I think. Happy Christmas, Harry. There's a Christmas feast. Anyway, um, so I think we should uh, we should wrap it up. I think we got some stuff to edit together. We did a nice yeah. conversation. We're getting back we in the swing of things. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll I don't I don't it. have a sign off. I've never I never figured out how we end I, this podcast. I got it, buddy. I got it for better. you. Okay. I got it. Yeah, so it's going to be a little tough to run it through, but I'll, I'll give it a shot because we haven't identified a movie. It's t- totally my fault, but uh, basically this is for everyone. Just want to say thank you uh, for hanging out with us. Uh, tune into our next chat. We will figure out what movie we're going to talk about, <laughs> and we'll have, we'll have a topic for you. But uh, if you enjoyed listening to us, please subscribe to the show, and don't forget to allow those notifications so you'll know when the new episodes drop. And uh, talk to you later, Mark. Talk to you later, man. Have a good time. Nice. Nice. Hit the uh, Monster Squad theme song right here. Touching me, patting my shoulders and stuff. I think I was fully homeworn now. I smell like fury. Respected. What'd you say, faggot? What'd you say? Asshole. He had to wear pants. Those moves were made in the 40s. He had to wear them so you wouldn't see his... Wolf Man, you should know a lot about monsters. Now that you mention it, I suppose I do.
Back to my place for some pie. We pulled this off! I'm gonna shit! Oh shit! Bastard! We just went through some major shit and where's the big limbo thing? Oh, gosh. 